not, will not be getting a makeup station. Um, which was funny to figure out. Um, I have had a couple of chicks hit me up. Hey, can I can 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 I come do my client's makeup at your studio? And it's it's officially a no. Like I'm not doing that shit. I'm over it. I'm I was over. about to say I didn't even know that was a, a, a thing. Yeah, me either. Until let let me put it like this. I don't know who needs to hear this, but having a makeup station in the studio benefits the makeup artist first, the client second, the photographer last. By this being a photography studio, why do I gotta get the shitty end of the stick? Like I just don't get it. You don't. And I'm not. That's the other part. And I'm not. Um. And, you know, the last makeup artist, she called me a couple of days ago and I was just like, what good would that do me? And she just she just paused on the phone mm -hmm. and she was trying to tell me where the where the um, where the station could go. And I was like, what good is that going to do for me, though? Because I and I had to break it down to her and it sounds it sounds jacked up. But I was telling her, I was like, all right, cool. Let's say I put a makeup station in here. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I have to get in here early. I have to sit around for you to do your makeup, do the makeup on a client, listen to y'all conversations. It's not like I can work during that time period because I'm not just, I was like, unless y'all want to rent the studio. And I was like, but even in that, I got to come let y'all in or whatever. I got to go through all that notion. I'm like, no. I was you, about to say, because you're not getting a key. Absolutely not. Let's turn your mic. Thank you. I'm about to say, you already know how this is going. And yeah, so that part. And then I was looking at her. I was like, yo, you know what's up. Like, and then here's the joke. You notice you've you've gotten your makeup done professionally. Mm -hmm. The cheapest route is you going to the makeup artist. Right. Because if they come to you, then it costs more. Right. And so the makeup artist is going to charge the client to come here. That's the joke that I don't know if anybody knows. The client, you're going to have to pay for your makeup artist to come here and to rent my studio. So now your doggone session now is costing you almost $100 more. If you're willing to do that, please reach out to your photographer ahead of time. But other than that, and mind you, this is a photography podcast. But photographers, y'all be weary. Um, I always, like I always tell people, I'm like, yo, that first hour, I can get to work. I can go work somewhere. I can go make money instead of sitting here on my computer. Somebody blowing me up. Mm, you know, I stay in the streets. I do, man. I stay in the streets. Uh, um, I would ask you how you doing, but we got to talk about verses first. Then we're going to talk about how you doing. Um, <laughs> verses. Where do you want to start at with verses so we can get this shit out the way? Because this is classic. Where do I stand? Yeah. I just want to say I'm glad I grew up in the time where I got to go to all the Scream tours. Okay. So I, I saw them in their prime live. <laughs> So. That wasn't a prime yesterday. I mean, last week. Mm -hmm. Why not? Not from what I saw. It looked good. Um, I'm having difficulties, y'all, with this mic. But um, what I will say is Omarion, he did what he could as far as dancing <laughs> to, to um, distract us from his non-vocals. Did you like the watermelons? I was... Shocked. I was just like, what is he doing? And then going to talk about the girl's pH balance. Sir, please. Sorry. Please go somewhere. No, but honestly, um, Mario, he can actually sing. Like, he came out with the smoke. He came out with the, um, what was the movie? You got served when they did the dance and he did the oh, fuck yeah. you. <laughs> like, he came out ready. And, 
and he can actually sing. So Absolutely. he did he did great. Um Amaria, he did what he needed to do to to do to make some shape. He showed Dance. up. Yes. He showed up and he danced. So I, I enjoyed that portion of it. Um I didn't enjoy his vocals. At round five, I went on and packed it up, went to bed. Um Oh, I didn't watch it. I just saw the highlights. Oh no. Nah. There was no need for me to so before the battle, I would be completely honest. I had Mar- uh, Marion winning this maybe like why sixteen to four because all right, I'm a huge Mario fan. Mm-hmm. I understand that a Marion catalog has some bangers in there, and as a Mario fan, I know like Go is my favorite CD by him. So I know it's probably like for me, it's about three or four songs off of Go. Um, you got How Do I Breathe. You got Let Me Braid Your Hair. You got Just a Friend. You got some of those. So I'm like, all right. But do Omarion have songs to beat those? I believe so. Even though Crying Out For Me is my shit. Mm-hmm. That was a point. I didn't care what Omarion was going to play. That was going to beat that. So, but off logistics, and I'm assuming Omarion is going to play B2K. He's going to play maybe a couple songs with Bow Wow. And not that I prefer those songs over Mario's, but I just know how versus works and Vers- they go for the hits absolutely so mm-hmm. i'm thinking that so first round comes out and marion play touch and i said oh it's over it's a long night for mario my guy is cool and then mario does i think does he do just a friend and i was like damn that's early he, whatever he played i was like damn that's early in his catalog like it's early to be playing that mm-hmm. one but i'm like touch came on i give the point to touch because touch is my shit yes and after that, Marion was just like, the hell with my catalog. I'm playing. Marion was playing songs that nobody knew. When this nigga was, excuse my language. When this nigga was on the floor, air humping the air, like on his back, I was like, you got to be kidding. I was like, yo, this is a joke. And the so theatrics, because he can't sing. Look, then he started sounding worse with the songs, the vocals. I was like, yo, my mans, this can't be life. This cannot be life. And then um, I told, I looked over at Karina. I was like, you ready? Like, let's just go to sleep. This is not good. <laughs> so I woke up expecting to see, like, oh, Marion put it together. It got heavy for Mario at the end. No, no, no. All indications on Twitter was Marion made himself look a fool. So then I started doing my research. I text Tequila. Shout out to Teak. And I was like, yo, what happened last night? She said, boy, Marion looked foolish, and it just got worse as the night went on. She was like, he was passing out watermelons to chicks. I was like, wait a minute. That's what I'm saying. Like, I... I was just confused, you know. <laughs> I was just confused when he put out the watermelon, and then, like I said earlier, talking about the pH balance, and I'm like, nigga, you're not even singing. This is you're supposed to be battling a, another singer. You up here just dancing. You, uh, you embarrass your brother. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what Jeremiah was doing. That was bad, and I like Jeremiah, like his music, but I'm like, bro, what is, what are we doing? And so I was just looking. I was like, yo. This singing Baltimore dude just came up here smoothly. And, like, I don't know if y'all ever watch videos of Mario, like, when he does interviews. He finds a way to let y'all know I can sing. He will sing during interviews. He will find somebody in the room and be like, oh, let me just sing this note. And when he would sing, I was like, yo, this is bad. Now, to the comedy of the show. Ray J is my guy. Ray J has mm-hmm. been my guy since the first season that he was on Love and Hip Hop. And I kept telling everybody, Ray J will be the star of this show. Mm-hmm. Ray J was amazing. Ray J, you owe us everybody an apology. That was great. You're great for TV. I can't state that enough. But Ray J embarrassed himself, but whatever. And I, I have nothing else to say. Bobby V, you got to stop. 
Pleasure P did his thing. Sammy was up there screaming. Sammy can sing too, but he was singing songs like none of, none of us knew. Oh, that was the joke for me. Uh, Mario, uh, excuse me, Mario won around. He said brand new song and whatever Amarion played it, everybody knew. Mario won that round too. I was like, yo, this shit sounds a mess. But anyway, that's what it 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 is what it is. It was sad, man. Like, but you know, I didn't need to watch everything because I knew what it was doing. All right, you ready to start? How you doing, first of all, while I find this song? How are you doing? How's life? Life is great. You look good today. Thank you. Makeup done, hair done, jeans tight. Period. Somebody on here, you who looking for you? I hope nobody. No, no, no. Some dude what dude didn't wrote you and said, Y'all see you on the pod? Nobody. Niggas stay lying when they come over here, man. <laughs> is this my song? Hold on. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is my song. Don't tell me we got the same song. Come on, man. You gotta relax. You gotta relax. Sorry, Hold on. Let me turn my mic up so y'all can hear me out here. Uh, before we get started, I want to welcome everybody to the Paid Exposure Podcast. I'm sorry, my son had me up at 4:30 last night. Hold on. <laughs> Don't be afraid, ladies. That goes. To- that That's goes to my wife. Night. Yeah. She know. Yeah, I got to Yeah. 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 Hold on, hold on. Now, this look, shout out to Daryl Dash on Instagram, Facebook, everywhere else. He hates this album. So I'm playing this and I'm saying, bruh, give this song another listen. This shit go hard. Who texted me? He said y'all not gonna get it at first. Yeah, he This shit go hard. Look, to let everybody know, I'm going to Vegas oh. next month. I will let y'all know how this album goes because I'm playing it everywhere I go. I'm going to be that guy with the speaker out. Like, they're going to be like, yo, what is he doing? Hold on, let me let Drake get this off. Lila, I know it's Sorry. Who's me movies? Although there's distance between us, there's no place I'd rather be. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Carlo. Carlo just sent me a video of me taking pictures and my son is on the floor watching me. That is funny. Um, all right. Look, train them up the way they should go and they shall not depart from it when they get older. That's what the... Look, come on. Y'all know I went to church. Um, I want to welcome everybody to the Peyton Exposure Podcast. I am your host, Gavin, a.k.a. Gavin B. That's whatever. Um, this is the Peyton Exposure Podcast where we try to educate, assist, and help photographers of color um and i want to welcome you this is episode 127 i have a great friend of mine here known as c hold on let's give you some hand claps hey okay give me everything the people like you um yeah the people people. look i'm so glad you do um you know you're showing up you got your makeup done i'm still upset about that but whatever i need a haircut darnell i'll see you tomorrow bro at 10. um we got an interesting topic today it's interesting because you came up with it. Hand claps for that. It was on my spirit. Mm. What was on your spirit? Let the people know. So I I text Gavin and I said, you know, how do you feel about etiquette in in business? Mm-hmm. And first off, is there etiquette in photography? Mm, absolutely. Do you mind explaining or telling um, me a little bit? So etiquette, um, some etiquette is I don't touch models. Mm-hmm. So it's like that physical mm-hmm. breach, right? Okay. And that's that's stumping a lot of y'all out there. Um, <laughs> it's stumping a lot of you models too. Nobody don't want to talk about how models uh, either flirt like their way passes. into making a passes, 
um, sexually uh, given a sexual interest mm -hmm. in hopes of getting something free. I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. Um, so that part. Mm -hmm. um, there's the etiquette of, hey, um, you know, certain business etiquette as far as like responding, actually delivering what you're requested. And then there's the etiquette, which I think we're going to talk about today of like, all right, once you're there, what is the communication like while we're actively working? Okay, yes. So I work in the beauty industry, for those that don't know. So, of course, you know, etiquette, like you were saying, responding, um, how you how you look at work, you know, mm. how are you presenting yourself. It, etiquette, we could go down so many paths with this with this topic. Before we get started, do you, what do you wear when you're at work? I... <laughs> Because I'm not perfect. I try to wear black scrubs. Okay. But cool. that's because in the beauty industry, I've been in this industry since I was 18. Um, so well over 10 years now. Um, we've always worn all black. Okay. Gotcha. So that's just kind of my go-to. And then, of course, scrubs. It's just easy. Um, that way I don't have to wear my black clothes. outside clothes. Yeah. yeah. Outside clothes. <laughs> yeah, because I love to wear black. So I hate when I had to wear black. <laughs> Shut up. I hate when I have when I would have to, excuse me, wear my clothes to work. Mm -hmm. um, so black scrubs, but sometimes I'll throw on a branded shirt with some biker shorts. Like it's hot outside of summertime. But mm -hmm. to me, even still those days, I don't think that's professional. Mm -hmm. And if I do it, it's like on a Friday or a Saturday or if I only have like a couple clients. Gotcha. You know, not a not a full day. I like to come with my makeup done. I like to um you know, be, be in uniform. Yeah. All right. So all those things matter with etiquette. But that's not what I'm talking. That's not, you know, what we're here to talk about today. You got your lashes done? You know. Oh, I hell no. Nah. You know, I did a little something, something for the people. <sighs> Get back to the topic. She didn't came <laughs> in here trying to look too cute for somebody. Um, No, but in in everything that has happened over the last couple of days, mm -hmm. I wanted to know etiquette as far as what do we talk about now you know when when you have a job or those that have worked there's two things there's two it's the big two oh gosh. you can't talk about or oh. they suggest you not talk about at work and it's politics and religion absolutely okay so facts but that's when we're working for somebody else right facts okay we are now entrepreneurs. Absolutely. We work for ourselves. Absolutely. We have goals and we aspire to become a bigger brand, mm -hmm. to grow a team, to to have a team, to grow our business, to grow our name. Are those principles that we take from our past experiences? Um, let me ask you this. How long is a typical client with you? For me, anywhere 30 to an hour. Okay, so it's like quick. I'm quick. with them, though. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. Versus me. So for me, I typically don't spend no longer, probably an hour, hour and 15 with a client. Um, But, sorry, I got to make, because this is kind of important. Mm -hmm. With you and your clients, though, me and you, I mean, me and you are different when we shoot because we're friends. Yeah. So yeah. We, we're conversing. But... Most of the time, you're not talking to your clients. Absolutely. Are, it's turn this have, way, turn this way. <laughs> I have no choice but to talk to my clients. I mean, I let them um, lead. You know, I let them know this is your session. Mm -hmm. If you would like to talk, you know, you can 
we can. If yeah. you don't, I'll respect your time. You know, because this is your me time. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I kind of follow their lead, but for the clients that want to talk, yeah, it gets that it's get that sticky part. So, well, first of all, um, so for me, I have that small talk before, in the middle, like right after they change. Um, and then like afterwards where we have like talk, right. We mm-hmm. might chat it up. And then, uh, sometimes I do have a client who, you know, if it's awkward or it's like quiet, especially if you don't have no music, then it's like, damn, we got to talk. And it is sometimes like I, I try to revert. I'm like, all right, this is what I always ask myself. What topic, if they don't agree with me, will I be pissed about? So it's funny that you say this because during election time, mm-hmm. Um, it was tough because I give you an example. I was working for a company, even though I'm a photographer, I was working as a photographer, photographer. I was a contractor. Right. And so I was meeting with all different types of people. To be fair, most of my clients are people of color. They black. Mm-hmm. Um, so same. And so certain, certain topics, I just, you know, not to be funny. Well, I mean, we got the stats to prove it. Mm-hmm. Like if a, if a client came in and they just straight up, y'all, I'm a Trump supporter, blah, blah, blah. It would throw me off. Now, I wouldn't sit there and disagree with them or, like, feel like this is the time. But that was one of the things I'm like, all right, if they disagree with me on this, then we're going to have an interesting shoot. So I would stay away from that. Um, and sometimes I just kind of feel where they at, right? Um, me and you both at one point in time of our life used to do ride share. Yep. That's when it used to be awkward because you never know. That's when you really got to feel out, like, the person in my backseat, are they going to talk? For you, it might have been different since you was a woman. So they might have been trying to holler at you because you was looking how you look now. But for me, it was like I w- I've gotten people in my car who straight up was just like, yo, F Hillary Clinton, F Joe Biden, you know, whatever. I'm here. Trump is my guy. You mm. know what I'm saying? Or they would say some stuff, you know, those Thank people. God I never got those people. Yeah, I've gotten those people. And that's when I literally <gasps> would just shut up until I dropped their ass off. Mm-hmm. One star. Um, and so. You know, it is one of those things where I'm just like, I'm always wondering. But luckily for me, the conversations are super short. But I am, a, you know, some people I have to wonder. Let me tell you what does scare me. I shoot a client. They say, hey, I heard your podcast. You tell me they said that I've said something that they might not agree agree with. OK, but they might want to just talk about it more to hear what I got to say. And I'm like, all right. But I always throw it back to them like, oh, yeah, what you think? You know, to hear, because I didn't say some shit that people mm-hmm. didn't like, but you know, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, it is one of those things where you got to, I like try to play it safe, but I am an advocate on if you feel some way, you got to stand on it. You got to be willing to stand on it and you got to be willing to like, yo, I believe this, like the topic of today. Well, not the topic of today, but you know, the big news. So before, before we get into the big news. <laughs> I brought this up because I wanted to ask your opinion Mm -hmm. because I do have, like you said, me as well. My my client base is majority black, Mm -hmm. black women, Mm -hmm. and they'll come to me and they're, you know, we're talking about things, having great conversation. And they're like, yeah, I. I think I want to move. And so, you know, I'm I'm an advocate of moving. I think it's a very it's a life hack. Y'all going to stop going to Houston. (laughs) <laughs> meet me there don't beat me there <laughs> Y'all so <gonna> listen <laughs> where do you want to move let me guess houston they want to go where your photographers <laughs> look look so yes they always say houston mm-hmm. so again 
it was on my sphere to talk about this <laughs> because do I have a responsibility to be like, you know, Houston's in Texas, right? Mm. Do you do you know what they're trying to do in Texas? No, never mind. Let me shut up. Go ahead. You feel me? I like, feel, yeah, no, I understand. They are so caught up in the nightlife of Houston, the cheap living, mm-hmm. the this, the that. You're not gonna be living. Yeah, you're not gonna have a say. <laughs> and with me knowing that or paying attention to that, is that my responsibility to kind of let them know? Because that does fall under the umbrella of politics mm. and religion. Are those two mm-hmm. things that I should bring into my business? Like, okay, I'm starting right now as a foundation. I don't talk about this. Yeah. At Modern Aesthetics Lounge, we don't talk about this <laughs> yeah. with my clients. You know, And it's funny because I was talking um, I was talking to Ohavia last week. Um, and shout out to her. Shout out to her. That was, that was a great episode. She's amazing. We talked about you we shouted you out hey. um but it one of the things um i asked her about that like should you should your brand stay away from some stuff and she, it was funny hearing her talk about like if you don't know i don't talk about it and she says um the only time i ever she said the only thing in politics i talk about is for what's for the people no matter who it comes from is it for the people? She say, I talk about it. Other than that, she said, I stay away from it mm-hmm. and I stay down the middle. She said, there's no need for you to know how I feel. But, you know, she has a news background. Right. Right. So that part um, for me, you know, it's funny that you talk about those things. For me, the etiquette comes into uh, certain people will tell me about other photographers mm-hmm. um, safety wise. And, you know, that gets tricky. And I know somebody's listening right now, like, how can that get tricky if somebody is not safe with a certain photographer? Well, sometimes people lie. I've literally heard people lie on other photographers. Mm-hmm. Um, I've literally had people lie on me to other photographers. Mm-hmm. Um, so it gets tricky when you get in that middle ground of, hey, what do you think about modern aesthetic photography? Right. And I'm like, oh, well, I've heard she shows up late everywhere or she's a creep or whatever. And then I got to sit there. I could give you that and it could all be false because I don't personally know you. I've never shot with you myself. I don't have an experience. And, you know, I've told, joking enough, I had a photographer who hit me up and me and him was going back and forth. We actually had a disagreement. Mm -hmm. And I told him, I said, bro, um, you have a problem with me. I don't have one with you. And I said, but I need you to understand that sometimes people will lie to get something out of you and he was like i never thought of it like that and i said yeah i said some models will literally come to you Mm -hmm. they will straight up lie and tell you gavin did this or tell you i said this about you or said that um you know they're they'll gas you up and then guess what you do you throw them a free shoot to prove prove them wrong i said now you're giving away for you giving out samples you're getting our red tops out here you know whatever so um for me I stay away. I personally, personally, I never, I don't care who you are, I never dive into religion. Um, Same. I never. That's something I don't do. Um, and I'm going to tell you why. It, first of all, I grew up in a church. That's a whole other thing. Um, if you know my background, you know my background. It's church, heavy, mm-hmm. right? Um, second of all, I understand everybody who say they say they're a Christian ain't a Christian. 
I understand that. And I know how to differentiate. I know how when people start speaking certain stuff, I'm like, that ain't in the Bible. I understand that. And I understand how Christians can get. Um, even though I identify as one, I get it. Cool, bet, perfect. Mm -hmm. Scratch that. Um, the simple fact that there's other religions out there that I know zero about, I don't even try to. And the biggest thing came to me, somebody came to me and they said, if this person converted to uh if they told you they was a muslim blah 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 and i was young super young and i remember as a child i said nah i couldn't do whatever with them and i remember that person looked me in my face and they was a christian as well and they said why would you ever say that and i was a child and that stuck with me so long that i said yo i would never look down on anybody else's religion or comment on something i know zero about right. so i personally don't even speak about religion um so i don't pass gossip now i give you a warning shot if you my friend if you're a client, I'm not, I can't I can't do nothing for you. And I know it sounds jacked up, but look, I might tell you, yeah, I don't know nothing. So I'm glad you actually brought that up uh -huh. because another thing I wanted to ask you was, do you give feedback to someone in your industry? Whether, no matter what, like if you're friends or not, like if you follow them, you're like, oh, okay, they do some dope work. I never... Mm -hmm. Maybe you've worked with them on a small scale. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but it was just like, like you said, oh, I, I heard something. Not so much passing the gossip, but you're going straight to them like, hey, I see you. Especially in the position that you're in. And other photographers are looking up to you. Let me ask you this. What type of feedback? I'll give you an example. Please. Go ahead. <laughs> so... um. Okay, I'll do this for, for stylists, hairstylists. So hairstylists, sometimes, you know, they will do hair out their house. Now, I feel like it is your responsibility going under, going under etiquette. You need to have your space, your working space, top-notch to the point where your client forgets that they're at your home. Absolutely. Meaning... Your shit should be clean. Mm -hmm. It should it should be clean enough to where I'm like, oh, if I have to use the restroom, I feel comfortable asking you. Where's your bathroom? Where's your bathroom? <laughs> Not, oh, shit. Now I got to hold this because it's disgusting out here. <laughs> it's disgusting out here. I don't know what I'm going to get. You know what I'm saying? In the bathroom. Okay. So that type of feedback. Yes. And letting them know personally. Like, yo, um. It depends on how well I know you. If I know nothing about you, I I literally like okay. if, like I just don't. Um, if I know you, um, depending on who you are, I might reach out and be like, "Yo, are you doing such and such?" I might I ask you, and if you straight up tell me, I'll be like, "Yo, be careful," or "Have you ever thought about that?" Um, or sometimes I keep it real with y'all. Sometimes photographers just tell me shit, and I come on here and I will speak to them directly through this pod. Um, mm. And because a lot of times people have told me stuff they do, and I'm just like, that's not smart. I.e., um, photographers that shoot in their homes. I am adamant about shooting in your home. Um, I am adamant about, me and you just talked about last episodes about, you know, last episode, excuse me, about dudes going to chicks' homes they know nothing about, women going home with men they know nothing about, because, mm -hmm. yo, you know, mm -hmm. the rap, rapper Trouble, he went home with a girl, her boyfriend showed up. He's no longer with us. Um I'm on an episode of Snowfall. The police officer, mind you, almost season three. So the police officer took Shorty home, and guess what? He, he took her to a hotel. She robbed him, drugged him, boom. Like that, to me, that's scary because I 
Um, I never randomly, I never had a one night stand. I never randomly, whatever. I'm a light sleeper and I know that about me. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, there was a time where I was willing to, and I thank God I never got to do that. So certain stuff like that, I would reach out to a photographer like, yo, bro, if I was you, I wouldn't do this. Um, nah. And you know, certain things like I knew one photographer, I feel bad for bro. And I spoke through here to him. Mm -hmm. He would never email people back. He thought it was cool to post that his inbox was overflowing. Yeah, no. I was making money off of him because people would be like, he never responded. I never got my work back. I'm here. Um, now, it's some photographers. I'd be like, yo, I see you doing this. Maybe you could do this better. Um, and then let me tell you the number one reason why. The photography industry is ran majority by men, right? Mm -hmm. Men have too much pride. And as another man holding a random man accountable and dealing with his pride, okay. I don't have the patience for Shout out to all the women who are dating men and y'all understand how to navigate and deal with pride. And shout out to the women who say, I'm not dealing with that shit. Right. Shout out to both parties. Because for me, when I've spoken to dudes and they've gotten offensive or they think I'm hating or, um, you know, I've had dudes literally be mad that I was working with a model they've worked with, acting like they own her. You know what I'm saying? Please. Yeah. Stop. Look, I've had dudes and they know who they are. They've literally was, they were talking like, yo, you have a wife at home, bro. You have a girl. Like, I don't own her. She work with whoever she wants to. Whoever I've had she people wants to spend her money with. I've had photographers. Can I work with her? I said, I don't. She has her own life. Please go do what you want to. I I can't. If I tell you, yeah, you could work with her and she say, hell no, what I'm gonna do. I had a shorty. Um, I had a model straight up. Tell me. Look, me and my boy, me and my boy, uh, this one in flag moments, I ain't even gonna say his name. Mm -hmm. Me and my boy, we always talk about modeling pimps. Mm -hmm. And it's literally guys who act like they're managers and they just photography pimps. They like, nah, modeling you can't. Pimps. Yeah, it's just like, it's the, the game is jacked up. But yeah, so I don't. Do you ever speak to other estheticians or are you kind of just like, mm? Um, because that can get catty. Not so much estheticians. If if we're friends, okay. If we're friends, I um, if I peep something like a flyer or something, I'll I'll DM them like, hey, I can't really see the wording. Okay. Go back yeah, and yeah. change this. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I'll okay. give a critique like that. Um, if we've worked together, whether I've been a client of yours mm -hmm. and you've been a client of mine's or whatever. If I if I believe in your work and I think you're great and you're just starting out, I'm definitely going to find the right time. Yeah, yeah. In the right approach uh -huh. to tell you, like, hey, let's work on this because there's so many other people doing the same thing. Yeah. But let's clean this up so you can. This will be something to separate you from that person. You know. How um, are you? Are you? Do you? All right. So I'm a. I'm a. I'm a. Lead us into this. Okay. Well, I'm going to just say this. Excuse me, not lead us. Um, I don't like critique unless I ask for it. Unless it's something like blatantly obvious to the masses, right? Mm -hmm. um, for instance, I can't think of her name right now, but a young lady last week told me, say, hey, your clicker in GarageBand is clicking every second. It's a second clicker. And it literally clicked through me and Ohavia's episode. So I had to delete the episode, re-upload it, right? Okay. I like that. It's something blatant. It's wrong. Hey, whatever, right? Um, 
But I've literally had people DM me a photo and be like, yo, you got this wrong. And I'm like, who the hell are you? Like, I don't know you. I don't talk to you. No, that's disrespectful. Yeah. So that. So how are you like with critiques and feedback? Me personally? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she said me personally. I asked her a question. She said me personally. I'm about to fight you. <laughs> Honestly, I think I'm my I'm my biggest critic. Mm. I have. I'm trying to get away from speaking negatively over myself, but mm-hmm. I have had, um, I've experienced imposter syndrome. Yeah, I think so. We all I do. will literally ask everybody's opinion yeah. before I even post. <laughs> so, if anything, I've already gotten the critique. Yeah, because I asked you before, and numerous people before yeah. I even post it. Um, but I appreciate it. Mm. I appreciate feedback. I appreciate critiques. But I'm only going to receive it if I feel like you are worthy of critiquing me. Absolutely. Now, if you're just starting out, baby, please, let's let's not do that. I, uh, I've <laughs> let's dealt, not do that. I've dealt with photographers who literally have just started and have come to me and said, hey, you should work on this. And I've literally... LOL'd all of them. Have and to. I have to. Because it's a joke at that point. It is a joke at that point. Um, And d- give people background, you know what I'm saying. I've been doing photography since like 08. I wasn't good in 08, so don't get that wrong. But I made so many mistakes. I probably made about eight eight years of mistakes. A poor photography, a poor pho- like photography skills, a poor editing. Of like, I have eight years of that. And I've learned and I had to learn on myself by myself. And then I went and got education. So I understand certain things. So even I've literally had instructors, mentors say, hey, this is a I don't like the photo, but this is a um, structurally sound photo. And they understand that I knew what I was doing. Okay. Maybe I just executed wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. And then after that, at that point, it's just taste. Do you like it? Do you not? Cool. Bet. Um, but I've literally had people who y'all just picked up camera. I think you could work on these things. And I'm like. Who the fuck are you? You know what I'm saying? And it's kind of, and it is funny because I'm like, yo. I think you can keep practicing. I think you can go to the next DM. Like, do you even know me? Like, that's that's how it is. Um, All right, let's get to this big news, yo. Because this week, I imagine you work mostly with women. Yes. I imagine women have been coming, sitting, I'm going to just say your chair, laying on your table, in this conversation about the Supreme Court overturning uh, Roe versus Wade has come up. Now, first of all, before we get into you and your clients with this, how does that make you feel as a woman, as a black woman? Uh, exactly. Um, I will. I will honestly say, when you first asked me, how am I doing today? I'm doing good. You know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm doing well. But over the weekend. Friday and Saturday, I was not good. Mm-hmm. I was very busy those days. So physically, like on the, on the outside, I could not express how I felt. You know what I mean? Mm. But on the inside, I cried a lot. Yeah. Um, It hurt. It hurt because so many of us would not be where we are today. Not saying we wouldn't eventually get here, but where we are today, some of us, as women would not be here if this ban was in place just a few years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So to know women or young ladies, my nieces, my <clears throat> my friends' daughters, like, you know, mm-hmm. young young women or young ladies 
that are close to me knowing that this is what they have to go through now it's mm-hmm. very disheartening um to say the least so that's how you um i'm in an all males group and we had this conversation today because some dumbass i gotta read it to you um he said something so disgusting and it was it was uh we was all going off on like the conversation uh it's not gonna take me long to scroll bruh said um you know business insiders wanted us a senator he was saying the maternal death rate wouldn't be as bad if you didn't count black women right and as a man, we was in this group talking about, yo, it's a scary time for black women to get pregnant or to become pregnant, you know, whatever. Yes. And, you know, um, I've had people. So for me as a man, right, I've been this whole conversation, this thing happened and I, you know, you know, my family, my wife, as everybody knows, I've said it a thousand times. She's Puerto Rican. Yes. So, you know, I'm talking to brown women who are just like, yo. This is not good, you know. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, black women. Um, and then, you know, you sitting here and it's hard to have those conversations because, you know, and this is an interesting point of view for me, is like I my business lives and strives and continues. I'm able to feed my fam- family off of maternity photo shoots. Right. Um, the joy of maternity photo shoots is the joy on the mom's face. Um, I would hate to be photographing a mom who did not want to be pregnant. It's going to change the whole dynamic of the shoot, the energy immediately. And there's no way you're going to be able to guide her to be happy or to get this perfect shot. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It affects your work because she's just like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. And I don't know. um, You know, the sad part is, is like being a man and going like, all right, having a child, right? My boy is 10 months. And, you know, we were lucky at this point where we had a child when we wanted to. We was trying. It happened. He's here. Shout out to my boy. Um, you know, women go through so much. I had two dudes over the weekend, um, and I'm going to do a shout out after all this. It's going to be weird, but it's going to be a shout out. Remind me of the shout out. Um, so, but, you know, I was talking to two dudes, and they were like, yo, you got any last minute advice? You know, about to have his baby. And I said, I told both of them, I said, take care of your girl. You have to take care of her. And um, I told him, I said, you're going to go to the hospital. You're going to be last. And you're going to be happy that you're last. And it's going to be okay. I said, but there's going to be a time once you get home and you're going to be exhausted because you've been last for so long. And I was like, just take a moment, breathe. It's going to be okay. And I told him, I said, take care of your wife because your wife and your girl, um, one dude was married, another dude wasn't. I said, you got to take care of your girl because what's going to end up happening is you, when you go to the store, you want her to be in a good space where she can take care of your child. Um, that's real. You know, and that's a sad, that's a hard reality for some people to swallow. Like, yo, nothing's scarier than your, your girl going through postpartum and she's depressed and she's going through the motions and the emotions of everything and you're at the store trying to buy diapers and you don't know if your kid is okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I, I told all of them, I said, I was like, yo, you have to take care of her. You got to be okay. The first sign of anything, like especially my wife, the first sign of anything, I was like, yo, do we need to go see anybody? You know, it's scary when you're in a hospital because they ask you all these questions, right? They ask, mm-hmm. they ask the, the mom all these questions. Are you okay? Do you feel like you're about to hurt yourself? Do you feel like you're going to hurt the baby? Yeah. And 
at first, if you, you know, if the young lady, uh, if the mom is in a good spirit, it's, it's kind of weird watching these questions, right? Then you think about all the women who go through something. And then accompanying that, let's say we have a woman who did not want to have this child. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, it's crazy. It's just a, it was just a sad, um, this weekend was scary. And then it was kind of like, all right, what's going on? Like what, what's next type deal? Definitely what's next. And I know you're talking, you know, of course you're a man. So from, from your point of view, how do you feel, um, like the conversation of other men? Do you feel like they're silent? Do you feel like, or are y'all like, yes. Do you feel like y'all are silent? Are you, do you want them to speak up more? What's, what's your stance? Um, you know, I look at this and I'm going to be, I'm going to be frank. I'm going to be honest. Um, I believe men are confused as hell at this moment. And I understand why they're confused. And I understand why um, it's hard to speak or to know what to speak on. Um, for time, I, first of all, I believe most men, I believe majority of men, especially men of color, agree with her choice, right? Mm -hmm. Pro-choice. Um, I believe in that. I believe um so we get you you're you're told all the time yo it's my body my choice and let me tell y'all something if anybody's listening when you get married it stays the same right mm -hmm. <laughs> i remember you know my my wife pregnant and i was you know i was trying to tell her hey i would like for us to do this it was a no bro this is my body my choice so that shit don't change once you get married that's one thing so you get you get told that so when you you know the dangers is when you tell men that sometimes they tend not to care or they tend to say, okay, cool, bet. I don't have a say-so, cool, I will be quiet on this topic or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. I'm not just talking about this one, right? So you don't know if you can talk on it because we've been told, hey, it's her body, her choice. Cool, bet, I ain't got nothing to say. Then um, I believe men are looking at this like, yo, there was an election in 2016 that happened. And I believe men are looking at that election and saying, especially men of, I'm going to get to men of color, Men are looking at it like, yo, um, most of us voted, you know, the way the voting is broke down. And let's just do men of color. Let's go there. Mm -hmm. Black men didn't vote for Donald Trump. Black women for damn sure didn't. Mm -hmm. The number so low of black women that supported Donald Trump is not even on a damn graph, just to give y'all a heads up. Right. They're not. Black right. women are not on the graph because the number was so low for the support of that man. Um, Hispanic women, Hispanics you know, gave him some, some votes, but it was such a, it was, you know, a third, you know what I'm saying? Something small and Hispanic women. It was like a fifth. Right. Um, so I think a lot of us is looking at, yo, when we look at 2016, we're looking at were you a part of that 100 million people that didn't vote or are you a part of, yo, the 47% of white women that did vote for Donald Trump run, while he was announcing, Hey, I will get a Supreme court, person in office and I will overturn Roe versus Wade so men are looking at it I think men are confused because they're looking at it like yo a I voted if they did right mm -hmm. and then b are looking at it like yo white women literally voted for a man who said I will overturn this and so I think a lot of men are looking at it like yo every status is men controlling my body um a man uh men are controlling my body and um you know that they're looking at that and we're looking at it like yo but the women, y'all sisters, y'all voted for this man. And let me, and I, 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 the joke about Donald Trump is when he first started the election, 
He didn't know the difference between pro-choice and pro-life. You can go look it up. He's in an interview. They had to break it down to bro what it was. He really stood in the middle because he didn't know. And I personally believe Donald Trump is definitely pro-choice, right? But Absolutely. the man who told y'all I will run as a Republican because they stupid, he ran, he realized, but now he delivered on one of their promises. Once he got it straight and they was like, bro, you got to run on this, he got in. He got um, white Christians on board and he said, this is what I'm going to do. It turns out it happened. So I think a lot of people is looking at it as like, yo, y'all sisters did this. I'm just speaking out loud. So yeah. I think men are confused. For me, I look at it as like, I voted for Hillary. Um, you know, the Democrats got to stop being just, I want to say bitches, but they just got to stop being losers, yo. Um, I remember in 2016 watching lazy. people. Lazy. Thank you. That's a better word. Mm -hmm. Hand class for you for saving the pot. Still not bleeping that out, but you know, but it was one of those things where I was looking at it and you're you're looking and you're saying, I remember people fighting y'all not voting because Bernie Sanders is not in. Okay. Um, I looked at people, y'all, I can't vote for Hillary. She's dirty. The emails, her husband was, you know, smacking side Politics chicks around. Politics is dirty. Yeah. Nobody's hands are clean. Nobody's hands is clean. And then you look up and it was like, yo, it was women who voted for Trump and then went to the women's march the next day. I think that's scary for men. Like, what do y'all want us to say or do? Um, do I think men should speak out? Absolutely. But what I think everybody should do is, yo, this is the importance of elections. Mm -hmm. um, and also, I believe men just got to get out there and support women, especially women of color, man. And I, I said this at the Hair Wraps and Lipsticks live show, and I will say it here. Um, it's scary to think if half the women didn't vote for Donald Trump, we wouldn't be having this conversation today. But half of them did. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, and I'm not and let me and I want to make this very, very clear. This ain't on black women. They're going to suffer the most from this. But this is not on black women. Mm -hmm. And that's the sucky part about all of this. Black women did not support that man. They didn't ask for this. They didn't deal. They didn't, you know, play this hand. They didn't play this card. They wanted no parts of this. Um, Hispanic women, y'all, a couple of y'all was out there playing, but we're going to let that rock. Mm -hmm. But look, for majority of you women did not want, want this. They, cause he made it clear. He didn't want y'all, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, part. and I got my own talks on feminists and why I don't understand why black women want to be called black feminists and all that. Cause they don't care about y'all. That's, that's a whole nother topic. Cause <laughs> Ain't y'all trying to live a soft life? Look, man. It, it, but you know, feminism what? and soft life don't go. They don't go in the same sentence. Look, because they want to be equal. You can't be soft and want to be equal. My, you know, the hardest part for me was an hour after it was announced. My not even an hour, maybe a half an hour. My sister and Tequila called me. Mm -hmm. It was like, what the hell are we gonna do? Because this is a slow road, just to get everybody a slow road. The slow road is, hey, no abortions. The slow road is, we're going to figure out some way to stop some birth control. The no. slow road is, no hey, same -sex marriage. no same-sex marriage. The slow road is like, yo, uh, condoms going to be pulling off. Like, yep. it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot that's going to get slow road. And the sad part about all this, this is why elections is so freaking important. I was scream this. If you're on the Supreme Court, that is a lifelong job. Mm -hmm. You have to retire or die to be replaced. So 
for the next and this this Roe versus Wade hasn't been overturned in 50 years, yo. So that means you got to think for the next 50 years we can be dealing with this. Because the 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 Supreme Court judges are getting younger. They're going to have these jobs. And, you know, it's one of those things like what we're going to talk about. And I see everybody's like, oh, we need to get rid of these Supreme Court judges that lied to us, said they wouldn't. No, bro, you had to know what was up. Like, they've been trying to overturn. It just didn't start in 2016. Like, mm -mm. I went to an all-white Christian school. Let me tell y'all, for anybody that doesn't know, um, they raised their kids to be Republicans solely off of Roe versus Wade. Mm -hmm. Those people would die. So that you can't kill a baby. And it was disheartening being in school screaming out, yo, I'm pro-choice. And you in there with a bunch of, you know, you're in school with a lot of white Christians who all of them are saying, yo, you mean you cool with killing babies? And I was like, nah, I just believe I don't have a choice whether I could or could not anyway. So why am I? If somebody else got the choice, let them make their own choice. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, the crazy part is and I, you know, we can move it. Um. A white woman wrote me today and said, it's really not her choice because it's not her body. I did not write her back. I'm going to let y'all know. Robin, you can have that. I'll show you the status in a little bit. It was a long status. Yeah, I need it. I'm going to send it to you. I'm going to screenshot. She literally gave the speech on how it's not a woman's body once a baby is inside of her. And she went in. She didn't get no response out of me. Because I, I knew what was up. I, I literally grew up. You know, we talking at 15. I'm in school with people that literally aren't having sex telling me, yo, if I got raped today, I'm having a baby. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They're literally looking at it and saying, yo, if if I know that I can die giving birth to a baby that won't make it, I still want to abort the baby. Like, that's the other thing. A lot of people look at it as like, yo, um. A lot of people get thrown with this abortion talk and thinking like, yo, this, what about people getting raped, whatever? No, no, no. Scratch that. They ain't the only people who be looking for abortion. It's a lot of people, you know, I had a conversation with a young lady. She said um, she had to cancel a shoot, mm -hmm. her maternity shoot with me. She was about to. And she said, uh, the doctor is going to let me know if I go through this pregnancy, if I'm going to live. And me and my man got to make a decision. And she said, the baby isn't going to make it regardless if this if this if this is true the baby isn't going to make it at all it's no chance and she said but he's going to let me know if i'm going to die and how long i got before something goes wrong and then i'm going to drop dead and i only think mind you that's why she had to pause her shoot because yes. she didn't know she was dealing with a lot i'm like sis come back to me when you're ready mm -hmm. um luckily everything was good she had the baby the baby is healthy but the only thing i could think of is if she got pregnant today that conversation wouldn't be able to have be be had. You know what I'm saying? Nope. You know, in it's North like Carolina, whatever happens. Yeah, whatever happens. If you drop, you drop. Forget your other three kids that you got at home. They're gonna I be without a mom. I think for me, that's my biggest issue outside of the obvious. Mm -hmm. It's just like you're making these selfish um, choices or or rules, and it's like you're not even thinking about everything else. You're not thinking about Okay, if they say um, a Republican strategist on CNN, she said, I forget her name, 
She's like, oh, we have all these things put into place that will support the mother financially or the baby before, during, and after the pregnancy, this, then, the third. Okay. Lies. Sorry. It, no. Lies because what what do you have in place when there's almost half a million kids in foster care? Absolutely. They're not even getting adopted. So I can only imagine what what's going to happen now where it's like, yeah, can't even, the I- woman can't make the choice. I'm going to say this, and this is only to men. Don't y'all kill me. I already cleaned up my thought process on men having kids out of wedlock. I cleaned that up to only reflect men. Women, y'all going to do what the fuck y'all want to anyway. It don't matter. Men, don't leave the choice up to her um, as far as who you're going to impregnate. Wear protection. Don't have, look, don't be, y'all got to stop. Like, we got to be holding ourselves accountable. You are risking a lot by raw dogging a chick at a certain point in time of the month or any time of the month and leaving the choice up to her to say if she wants to keep your baby or not. By the age of 30, the average man makes $40,000 a year. It's actually $40,563. Don't ask me how I know. I was doing this when I was arguing with somebody over this weekend. And so I told bruh, I said, the average man at 30 makes that amount of money. My son personally goes to an all-black daycare. Mm-hmm. That's a little cheaper than the normal, right? Daycare for my son is over $13,000. I cannot imagine making $40,000 a year and paying out almost $15,000 in daycare. That means after that, I'm left with $25,000. Mm-hmm. And that's, we're not even talking about taxes yet mm-hmm. taken out. We're not even talking about how rent is two grand a month. We're not even talking about formula that's a hundred dollars only that's you can't find by the way that it's on the shelf you know what i'm saying if it's not on the shelf it's a hundred dollars it might last you a week we're not talking about those things we're not talking about you need to eat we're not talking about paying six dollars a gallon for gas men you gotta have dick discipline sorry if you listen to this in the car with your kids you gotta have discipline you gotta understand you do not need to be impregnating women that you're not ready to step up and be responsible for also, if you're doing this, you need to make sure she's ready. I'm done with men leaving it up to women. Now, the stats tell us that 75% of men that are fathers are married and they are having kids with their wives. That's cool. That's beautiful. That's actually shocking based off of what they're telling us, right? But at the same time, you can't be leaving it up because once that baby is inside of her, you really have no choice. You don't. You don't know if that woman is crazy you don't know. And when I say crazy, it's whatever you want to call crazy. Which I, right. What I call crazy ain't what normal people call crazy. Right? You don't know if she's a great mom. You don't know if she's a shitty mom. You don't know if she really don't live here. If her safe haven is with her family across the country and, bro, you ain't ready to move over there, let me tell you something. She can move. As long as that kid ain't in school, and look, okay. she can dip. And you got to be cool if she say, yo, my mom, my grandparents, my family is a back across the country. Since you ain't stepping up, bro, I'm going across the country with my family because I know I'll be safe and I feel safe. And look, as a man, if she is doing that and you understand that, yo, the child comes first, she comes second, I come third, then you got to let her go. Mm-hmm. Actually, your ass need to get up and follow her. But that's a whole nother subject that men ain't ready to have. Right. So all I'm saying is, fellas, you got to do that. Women. I understand y'all going to do what y'all want to do, and I'm here to pray for y'all. I ain't getting y'all pregnant. Okay. <laughs> but it is a scary time. And, and, you know, I'm going to go back to it's a scary time. Ladies, y'all be careful. Um, 
stats is showing us that men ain't just really impregnating women, you know, unless you need kind um, that they ain't out there just doing that. But you know and what I'm saying? Be look, and he can afford it. Y'all gotta stop having, you know, babies by dudes making seven twenty five. Listen. Daycare is fifteen grand a year. Just to give anybody, if you're spending fifteen grand a year in daycare and twenty four thousand dollars a year in rent, yo, there needs to be a salary cap if you, if you can be making babies. Something. <laughs> Cause I was doing the math and we at zero. I think we had <laughs> negative, actually. <laughs> it's giving poverty. I listen. When you were saying the numbers, I'm not going to lie. In that moment, I thank God. In my head, I said, ooh, thank God. I've been blessed to Dodge. a long way. Look, it's, it's serious. It's, it's serious out here. I don't know if people really know that. So when I make the comment and I did have to clean it up, and I cleaned it up for me. I still believe what I believe, but I'm cleaning up for the podcast. When I say men don't need to be having kids out of wedlock, it's like, bro, are you ready to have that conversation? You know, my me and my boy, we talk about it all the time. Shout out to the Black Dads Club podcast. We talk about it all the time. If a man making a baby and y'all not living together, yo, bro, you got to be cool with paying her rent. You need your kid to have a, a roof over their head, especially if you're doing split. You need to be sending your baby mom money on rent so she ain't living in a car. She ain't living on the street. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Are you ready to do that? Do you make enough money to do that? They not. Thank you. So when they I, living at home with their mama. Exactly. So when we doing that, I'm looking at it and I'm saying, yo, man, you need to be careful with doing that. At least if you're not married, at least be living with the mom. But we can't co-parent. Like we got to stop that. We suck at chat. We stuck suck at like co-parenting separately. It's rare. You know, when you meet your friend and she's like, oh, me and my baby daddy are cool. We date other people. That's a beautiful thing. It is rare, though. You meet more people. Or you come across more people who have shitty relationships with a baby father you know co-parenting ain't the best or it's just not productive or effective right you meet more people like in ineffective co-parenting relationships than mm -hmm. you know the opposite so when i look at it i'm like yo man let's be ready for that you know what i'm saying but that's that gotcha. i digress for the, for the child's sake at the end Absolutely. of the day you know we don't want to put that trauma on them i could not imagine being a man paying my rent with the national average at two grand and then putting some money on her rent. So my son or my daughter can have somewhere to stay. And food going up. And food. You and know what I'm saying? And gas going up. And gas. Yo. Jesus. Y'all, and you telling me you with this law, y'all need look, ladies, I understand why y'all wanna how much money you make before you go and put no condom on. You got life insurance. Look. You got four oh one K. Look. What's your credit score? Look. I'm done with you. Look, man. I'm done with y'all. What you say you do for a living? Look. Working at the paint. Um <laughs> what? Are you are you caught up? We'll, we'll get Absolutely. to that later. We'll to that you later. know I stay caught up. I watched last night. Diamond, he, hey. he got a little thing going on. Um, all right. Okay. Let's get we over here talking. Oh my gosh. Um Go ahead and tell me about this article. Um, there's an article out here. I'm gonna make it quick because we are been we've been talking y'all heads off this might be a long pie y'all understand what's going on um f stoppers just released an article on some tips of finding new ways to uh find places where you could shoot um i encourage everybody to go in there i just dropped it in the no more pie by gavin b facebook group check that out um shout out to joe jb's joe homeboy joe oh joe. light skin joe light skin joe shout out to him you know hey, he, he was talking about in the group chat um excuse me in the group about how you know he runs 
And he said one of the cool part about running is he finds new places to shoot all the time. And he said it motivates him to run and stuff like that, which I thought it was super dope. Um, when I used to Uber. I was going to say you touched on that about being a uh, uh, ride share. Absolutely. When I was out there slaving for Uber, it was dope because one of the benefits was I was finding new places to shoot. And I was like, okay. Like, this is dope, you know, in some spots. And shout out to the one girl who just wrote me random, like, yo, where's this at? Didn't say, hey, didn't even try to, like. Etiquette. Thank I you. I got a comment, but I don't feel like bleeping it. Say hi. At least, like, tease me a little bit. Something. Be like, Something. hey, Mr. Gavin, how you doing? You ain't got to call me Mr. You could just say, hey, how you doing? How's your kid? Before you start asking questions. So definitely check that out. Um, We already talked about this makeup thing. All right, let's get to the question. This is the part of the part of the. This part is the of part the of this is the part of the pod where you guys get to ask questions, I get the answer, C get to ask your questions, and we're gonna take it. Let's do it, C. All right, first up, Naomi, do you place mm. your camera in your backpack with or without a lens attached? I place it in my bag with the lens attached. Um, I don't know if you're not supposed to. I will be fully transparent. I was thinking that would be kind of like risky yeah it might be what if something happened and it's connected you know i'm not familiar with the camera and the lens but yeah it just I'm with seems you. like if something happened i'm with you 100 i was thinking about that when i was reading the question i was like yo i might need to start separating it plus mm -hmm. um you can pack everything tighter in there if you separate it true yeah so yeah good question naomi all right next christina any tips for building a better photo portfolio um i'm gonna give you something we got to we have to we don't have to and i sound so corny saying this but i feel like it's important to have a little diversity in your portfolio um or you need to represent in your portfolio who you want to attract let's start let's do that okay um you know there was a point in, and that's one thing first of all your portfolio needs to show what you shoot everything that you want people to purchase from you and it needs to have representation of the people who you want to attract. Let's start there. Um, I might do this a whole. I might do this question as a whole nother pot. And um, the reason why I cleaned that up is because I remember being that photographer, feeling like I needed to have um, white folks in my portfolio, mm -hmm. and and I was chasing that. I was chasing it so much because as black people or people of color, you know, as I now ventured out into, shout out to the brown folks, mm -hmm. um, Boricua. Um, I've learned that, um, white approval is real and sometimes you strive for that and the quicker that you realize, like you can make it without things change for you. I agree with you a hundred percent. I think <laughs> in the, no, cause I was going to say in the beauty industry, it's the same way. Like coming out of aesthetic school, one of the things somebody will say is, Oh yeah. Cause I can't wait to get a white client. I need the white clients cause that's where the money is. And it's mm -hmm. like. There's black people with money. Absolutely. There's a ton of them. <laughs> they out here. So. Look, my highest paying clients have always, like, my top 10 are all black. Mm -hmm. Not saying white folks don't spend, but, like, they will. But, you know, it's easier for you to attract black clients mm -hmm. or people people that you surround yourself with. Yep. It's just easier. Yep. Um, and then they're willing to, and it's easier to go find those people with the money in the bag that you want to spend. But I remember that. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's fine. Because <laughs> I had a question. Mm -hmm. Um to go along when you were saying about what to put in the portfolio, mm -hmm. you wouldn't want your portfolio to highlight like the things you're good at. I know you said what you do, mm -hmm. but what if you're good at maternity over headshots? Yeah. So what well, my thing is like, 
would you do more maternity through your portfolio? Yeah, I would okay. personally. Um, it's kind of like what you do, mm-hmm. right? You know how to do. We're talking about non-invasive lipo, post-op, skin You know care. how to do facials. Okay. Mm-hmm. But that ain't the number one thing you do. Right. Right now, right? Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where you might have it listed, but most stuff on your page is about. Body. Body contouring and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, um, I do events. I've done events. They look pretty good. I don't have that nowhere on my website because I don't want nobody booking that. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Okay. But my portfolio has on there weddings, maternity, boudoir, things like that. So I just kind of have that listed and showcase that. Um, the worst. Th- yeah. So it's, it's a good way to diverse your portfolio that way. We're having, yo, I do these three things, but here's all the different people that, you know, that I want to attract there. Okay. Cool. And um, lastly, Nicholas, he says, any cliche pictures you hate? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> y'all don't take y'all you damn gotta, hands out the camera. I was going to say, you're going to have to watch a, a clip or YouTube to see what I did. You put your hands out. <laughs> I know. I hate that shit. Look, all right, I'm going to be real. This whole reaching out to the camera and your hand is blocking half of your face. and it's What y'all reaching for? What y'all reaching for? You ain't reaching for nothing. Give me my phone. <laughs> like, I hate that. I hate anything to do with cars, even though I think I might be doing a car shoot soon. Don't. And I ain't talking about cars only. I'm talking about the girl in, like, um, what's the Victoria's Secret shorts called? The Cheeksters? Sure. Yeah. Dang, what they called? Do they still make that? Is Victoria's it's- Secret still open? <laughs> Yes, they oh. are. But you're talking about like the little cheeky. Yeah, with your booty. Like, but girls be wearing that. But they really be like boy shorts. Oh, the they, boy shorts. Mm-hmm. But they really be boy shorts, what they be wearing in front of cars like that with the oh, okay, yeah. with the Mary J. Blige uh, boots mm-hmm. on and shit. Like, I hate those. Anything on a train track, I hate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I hate all that shit. Um, like, it's just, I hate those cliche photos. But, and you know, the joke was, I was trying to take pictures. Shout out to Sloan. Um, I was trying to take pictures of this girl named Sloan. She's a homie. Um, and I was naming out some stuff she wanted to do. And whatever she told me, she said, Gavin, we was doing that at 16. We're not doing that shit. And it was something that was like the trend. And she was like, if you do this, no model that's for real is going to work with you because this is such, this is what the 16-year-olds do. This isn't do. what they're trying to, yeah. That's not getting them where they're trying to go. Absolutely. And so I was like, all right, won't be doing that. But, yeah, that's my cliche shit. Um Shout out to them for these questions. They were good. Yeah, shout out to y'all for that. All right, before we get out of here, you lucky I ain't got my judge music. My um, hold on, I might find my my find a sound. See if I could play it. Hold on, y'all, give me a second, cause we about to talk. We acting bad. We about to do. We uh, acting bad. What? Shout out to Carisha. Look, we about to do. The, hold on, people's court sound. I'm about to get the. I'm about to get your ass. Hold on, hold on. Hold on oh lord. Hold on. Y'all know I'm gonna have a y'all know I'm gonna have a fucking uh, how I got YouTube TV and I still gotta listen to fucking hold on. Alright. We are now calling Sierra to the front of the courtroom. She has to speak up for black women right now. I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Alright. So we have an issue. Oh, am I ready? The city girls, y'all are down. Last night at the BET Awards, Young Miami, who also goes by, Carisha, was front and center 
with a go poppy sign. It has been reported allegedly that she dates Diddy. Mm-hmm. It's been reported. Let me see if I still got my music. Oh, keep playing my music. <laughs> it's been reported that she herself is dating Diddy mm-hmm. and she had a sign with a go poppy sign. Okay. And it was reported. It ain't even reported. This shit is on, online. It's Diddy good. was out there and he shouted out everybody but her. He shouted out Sean. He had look him up there. We're going to get to her. Body contouring specialist here. We definitely getting to that. Uh, Go ahead. He shouted out Big, RIP. Mm-hmm. He shouted out Mary. Jodeci drunk ass was up there. Listen. Who he did not shout out was. What did he need to shout out Carisha for? Because when you get up on stage and your girl is in the audience with a Go Poppy sign, which is ghetto, <laughs> by the way, and you shout out two of your exes twice. Well, one, rest in peace. R.I.P. Kim. We know why you shouting out Kim. Um, And I have feelings on Diddy, on certain things. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I never... I'm, I never talk any bad about anybody that's grieving and how they grieve because mm-hmm. everybody grieves differently. So mm-hmm. this has nothing to do with that. Um, so I understand why you shout out Kim. For you to thank Cassie twice, bro, and your girl is in the state on the stands, you shout out... Cassie is married with a kid. She is gone. You said they just dating. Yo, if we dating, bro, you don't get to go up on stage in front of the world on the culture's biggest night and go, yo, shout out to Cassie. You was there for me. And your girl is in front stage with a go poppy sign. And by the way, no homo. Diddy looks great. He does look great. He looks vegan. I think vegan. he got some surgery. He had to. He looked a little too skinny for my taste, but I'm, I mean... I ain't taking a nigga home. I think um, he got a little bit of lipo. He looked vegan, but you would know better than I do. How do you feel? Um, black women have to speak up for, uh, how about I say Karuchi? Um, <laughs> for Carisha? Carisha. For Young Miami? Young Miami. How you feel? And I love the city girl, especially Young Miami. First of all, they're entertainers. We can't be taking these relationships so seriously. Facts. So, I mean. She's taking the fun out of my jokes. I'm just being honest. I, mean, I can't really speak on. Speak enter- for black women. No, I can't speak on entertainers because I'm not one. Now, this is entertaining, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, she built bad. I hate it. We talking about Lil' Kim, y'all, but we'll get there. Um, I, I love the support from Carisha. I don't like the sign. I don't like the sign. The I sign love was the- OD. It was too much. I loved, um, first of all, she looked amazing. I love her in that dress. What did I tell you she earlier? I said, I'll support you. You tell me what color the set is so I can match. I saw she was matching the set. I love it. She Subtle ways of supporting your man. Absolutely. Diddy, okay, you did a little too much with the with the shouting out the exes, but. Twice for Cassie. But. <laughs> There's a really large age gap between them two. And I just feel like there's just certain things she's just like, she can't even speak on. She just got to get over it. Yeah. um, You know what I mean? Like, he he was like a millionaire when she was not even probably thought about. Yeah. um, I have a a feeling about men that date like young girls. I think the age difference, because I had did the calculations, I think it's like 24 years. Yeah, to me, be I be I get thrown off on that. Um, 
But that's why I don't think, sorry, not to cut you off, but that's why I think, like, she can't be mad. And he's going to do whatever the hell he want to do anyways. And and you know what? Sometimes um, I feel bad because I was looking at a bunch of women fussing about a baseball player cheating on his wife. And I made the comment, and they cussed my ass out. I said, he going to do what he want. This comes with that territory, even though I don't agree. And um, certain type of men are going to do what they want. And they have no problem with replacing you instead of manning up. That's and just, it sucks. Just just it like, sucks to hear and say as a man to admit. But, I mean, like, look, and I believe Diddy's one of those people who's like, yo, this is me. This is what I'm going to do. Absolutely. Just like he told her, she was like, oh, take me to Mexico tomorrow. And he said no. Yeah. Period. It's what I say is is what I, I said what I said. Yeah. And that's it. I don't care what what we got going on. Yeah. Certain certain people, you know, um, it's a reason why Diddy jumps from woman to woman. Not saying and he's allowed to do that. He's single. He's a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Bro, you you have the finances to jump from woman to woman. Mm-hmm. A nigga like me, even though I'm married, if I was not, I could only afford to date two women a year. That's another thing you men got to start doing. Y'all got to know if y'all salary, how many women it allows you to date in a calendar year. <laughs> y'all got to stop. I'm I'm be up on y'all. You're talking about, about in a calendar year. I'm thinking at the same time. Oh, yeah. But even. Oh, definitely the same time in a calendar year as well. But like, look, he has the finances to do that. But he, you know, Diddy's one of those people's like when Diddy goes in a room, he's definitely looking at. All right. Who's more powerful than me in this room? You know, and that's a real smart mindset. Yeah. And, you know, it's certain rooms. Me and my boys was having a conversation about if all these people walk in a room, who owns the room? And it, it's not always the richest. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of time it is. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's where men and I look, y'all, I'm just rambling at this point. But then it, it ain't like this is right or wrong. But it's just one of those things like, you know, our conversation was LeBron, MJ, we was talking about Kobe originally. We was talking about them. And let's say David Allen, Jeff Bezos, and Elon Musk are all in a room. Who owns that room? And I was telling them, it ain't the two richest men don't own the room. I know it sounds great, but I seen Jeff Bezos looking up at Leonardo DiCaprio like, yo, you can take my girl right now because clearly she's drooling. Saw that same thing. And so it ain't always that. You know, when Leonardo DiCaprio walks in a room... Every woman is looking at him and every man is looking at him and everybody's saying, yo, that dude is beautiful. Like it is one of those L's that men take. Right. Um, And you have those conversations. And so but that I look at Diddy, I'm like, it is what it is. Now, getting to the other parts of the BET Awards. I wanted I, I am glad that everybody during the Diddy tribute did one song, even though I wanted. I love you. Remind me by Mary. And I understand that that song ain't the one to turn up to, even though the song she did was. was no, it was just like her vocals. Yeah, some was off. It was off during. Everybody's. Was it like the whole thing? Everybody's actually. Okay. Shine's didn't sound to too bad, but. His was like the best. Yeah, with the bow tie. That was. But yeah, he's he like changed that. his life. He changed his life. Shout out to him. Don't shoot me. Um, at That part. But now let's get to the topic. Look, Kim, I understand why you got backstage and flip shit. Um, when Lil' Kim came on stage, Tequila was watching the BET Awards with me. Her and Karina started rapping the song, and they started rapping. I was like, why are they off? And then I was thinking, like, no, they not off. Lil' Kim, they ain't even started rapping yet. And when she tried to, 
they was already at her second part. Jesus. Maybe she couldn't hear. I'm imagining her earpiece had to fall out or it was off. Something. And the topic of the day is, and I'm going to ask you this as an esthetician. Mm Mm-hmm. Why does she continue to wear non-flattering clothes Listen, and her body is done? Listen, I will continue to say this. Beauty lies in the eyes of the beholder. She thought she looked good. She did. So <laughs> it ain't shit anybody, I, any of us can say. She saw what she looked like <laughs> because, you know, we watch hella TV. You know, you know what I mean mm-hmm. when I say that. When the celebrities are getting dressed, what are they doing for the war show? They're standing in front of the mirror getting Absolutely. dressed. They so see. they see it. And again, she thought she looked good. I I see this look like some bullshit. Excuse my language. It do. It looked like she forgot the rest of her outfit. She just put on some tights. I was like, you know, I'm snatched. My waist is snatched. You know, I saw it and I like, I used to love Lil' Kim. Like, even when she started the surgery shit, she still used to be on all my shit because I loved her. And I was looking at her yesterday, and I was like, of course, as everybody does with Lil' Kim, like, it's maybe, sad. Maybe this just isn't a flattering picture. No, bro, this is how she looked last night. But you said you like the Builder Bear chicks. No, not like that. That's what I was saying I don't like. No, you said you liked them. No. I hate that I gap, yo. specifically said I hate when the ratio is off like this. Oh, you definitely said it. Look. I'm going to say this so everybody knows this. This goes to all. This doesn't concern nobody but my wife because she's the only one. And I tell her this every time. I hate thigh gap. I despise thigh gap. I Mm. hate it. I like my thighs to touch. I like them to rub together. I like them to clap. I like all that shit. Like, I mean, thick thighs save lives. They do. And so this whole thing about like, yo, you, when I stand, my thighs don't touch. I ain't never, and I know a whole bunch of dudes and we cool. I ain't never heard dudes like, yeah, I love thigh gap, bro. I love that space. Now, women, your body, your choice, you do what the fuck you want. <laughs> so don't kill me for that. But thigh gap, nobody don't like that. Yeah, I Especially when you thick and your thighs don't touch. That throws me off. I just feel like, who no cares? Comment. Who I'm, cares if the thighs touch? Like Me, I do. I want them to. I'm saying, like, it's not that big of a deal either way. Like, if they do. If they do touch, it's not that big of a deal. It's okay. Look, touch for me. (laughs) Um, Anyway, what you got to do this weekend before we get up out of here? It's 4th of July weekend. Is it? Oh, gosh. Y'all celebrating? Y'all barely celebrated uh, Juneteenth. (laughs) Y'all celebrating? You celebrating? Celebrating 4th of July? No. Um... (laughs) Now it is the weekend, so will I have a few drinks? Yeah, mm. so I'll, I'm celebrating the weekend. Um, I'll be in town. Doing? I don't know yet. Like I want to go to the pool. Um, I may see what's happening in in these streets. I'm gonna just try to stay safe because oh. not how, not how shit get. What pool are you going to? And mine. Oh, you should invite us over. I'm playing. No, it's not that. I just don't know what it is. Oh, it's damn. my other song. She said I can't even come. Um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I know we talked to y'all. Oh, it's only an hour and 20. Back in the day, these shit used to be an y'all hour and 45. Needed, y'all needed to hear this. Absolutely. And I'm th- um, I'm going to say this. You know what? Let me stop this because Instagram going to flag this shit because I'm definitely chopping this. Um, I want to thank you 
And I want to thank my wife, my mother-in-law, my sister-in-law, and black women. I wanted to get all everybody that wasn't black mm-hmm. women out the way. Yes. And if I'm forgetting you, thank you as well. Because there's some people out there that's not black that listens. Um, Lindsay, shout out to her. Mindy. Um, it's a couple of people who, you know, they're not black, but they listen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to thank y'all and black women. Um, because sometimes as a man, um, you have feelings, you have ideas, you have questions, you have concerns. And it's hard trying to talk your way through and people telling you, shut up, no, you're wrong, you don't have a say, you need to be quiet. And it's tough because you become quiet. I don't think, um, I know black women, I know it's hard to understand how much power you have, and then I'm going to go to women in general as well, but especially black women. Um, There is a, it's too big of a number of you ladies raising sons on your own, right? Even though that number is not as big as we believe it is, it's too many. Mm-hmm. And with that, you got to understand that your son, especially if you're raising him alone, especially if his dad is not around, you do have to understand you're the first woman he comes in contact to. So when you constantly are telling your son to be quiet when they're talking too much, uh, stop playing when they're expressing themselves, stop being emotional. You got to be a man and you're doing all that. You're causing that young boy to shut down. That young boy becomes a, um, a young man. He becomes somebody else's dad. He becomes somebody else's father. And if all he's been learning is black women telling me to be quiet, to sit down, and it's only coming from black women because we always talk about how old were you when you had your first male teacher? How old were you when you first had your first male black teacher? And it's a tough road to to see, right? Mm -hmm. So we get into this point where young boys are becoming young men, are becoming fathers, and they have been told by black women their whole lives to be quiet. They become ignorant to so much. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a beautiful thing. And I do want to thank you, especially for this episode, for giving me that space to say, hey, this is a confusing thing, but I'm glad you was able to correct things. I'm glad you was able to say, hey, this is how I felt this weekend. This is why you might not have heard from me. This is might be why, um, you know, to my clients who might have came and saw me, this might have been why I was silent. This might have been why I wasn't, you know, you know, as an entrepreneur, you don't get the opportunity to fuck up. Me and you have been to Fridays many of times and they fucked up food. Right. You know, we've gone to our favorite restaurant. We've all been to our favorite restaurant and they've messed up something. We will, we, especially it's your favorite. We will go back. You'll go back. As an esthetician, um, you don't get the opportunity to A, have a bad day, but B, to have a bad, to give a bad service. And if you mess it up the second time, then it's a wrap. You especially know? In, in times of social media where... Oh, You'll get a lot of them that don't know how to communicate. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to even come to you and tell you, like we were talking about the feedback. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, oh, I need to talk to you about something. They'll just go straight to social media. Because exposing somebody is better than assisting somebody. You don't even know what I could have did for you. Yeah. I could have gave you your money back. You know what Absol- I mean? Like, some, we could have resolved something, something versus you trying to ruin my name. That's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, we got to jot that one down. Absolutely. And we got to figure out when you come back on. All right. With that being said, I want to thank black women. Thanks, Sierra. Thank my wife. Thank my mother-in-law. Thank my sister-in-law and all the black women out there. This my shit. Um, I like the oons, oons, oons straight. The dance house. Me too. I can't wait to do my euphoria dances.
And with that, I want to thank you if it's your first time listening. Thank you. Uh, if this your last time listening, it's probably because of her little oons oons dance. And with that, we're gonna holler at y'all next time. You watch the paint. We'll talk about that off here. No, I did. I gotta listen to this part drop. This this my shit. Shout out to Daryl Dash. This song is your new favorite song off the album. I don't know how anybody can say they don't like it. They, they don't like the dance. They don't like the tropics. Putting gunshots over this is funny as fuck.